didn't heal nothing. Nope. Why are you not healing nothing? I ain't hear what you said. It's okay. Well, you should hear stuff, because, like, this is a podcast, and you're supposed to be hearing stuff. Nope, I didn't hear what you said before. Uh, what? What? Exactly. Man, what? 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 So how about them tires? Poppy, poppy. I, that's really like at this point the only thing wrong the next gen cars I mean pretty much that's uh yeah that's uh pretty much it I mean there's other stuff that we will get into but welcome yeah, to make Martinsville better. welcome <laughs> to another episode of racing bros podcast where Zach and Brian just ramble Every every week for fifty seven weeks in a row now. Isn't that fun? Fifty seven whole weeks that we just ramble about the race that happened three days ago. And we tell you what our opinions are and aren't it. And you sit there and you listen to us like we know what we're talking about, but most of the time really don't we just watched the extended highlights um we watched the, oh, yeah, of course we watched the nine minute fox highlights and that's that's what we get so that's where all yeah. of our information is yeah we didn't sit through five hours of a great race or anything oh it was well <laughs> what a segue let's get into it <laughs> um yeah Coke 600 happened, and it wasn't trash. It was long as fuck, which I know we've been been talking about for a while that we should probably shorten the races. Um, I'm gonna tell you, don't shorten the Coke 600. It's gonna put race on like that. I mean, I'm not saying every race needs to be 600 miles, cause if I have to do that every single week, um, that would not be good. But (laughs) the Coke 600 can stay. There's still 600 because it seemingly looks like they fixed the mile and a half package for these cars. Short tracks still still need to fix on those. And then we got the tire issues as well. We had some of those. Not as bad as last week or two weeks ago. Um, But, yeah. It's a... it's a long ass race, five and a half hours, but I was glued to my seat the entire time. It was awesome. What a great race, great event. It's probably the best wild. Well, this is the most wild Coke 600 I've ever seen in my life. Probably one of the better ones in the last decade, as well. So it was a really good race, all in all. Battles for the lead, some tire issues. 
Fucking chaos. We saw four fucking wide for the lead on the last lap at Charlotte. Like, yeah, that was insane. We'll get into it, but Austin Dillon coming from, like, 50th fucking place. And I'm like, how the fuck is he in the lead? And then he died. But, um, yeah, fucking insane what happened. So, we're going to get into it. So, we're going to break this down by every stage because a lot of shit happened in all the stages. Except for, like, I don't know, stage two to three. Like they were kind of just, like, mid-stages. They are like, eh. But, um... You say that, but, you know, stage two and three had a lot of passing. A lot. They did. Compared to what we're used to. I so. mean, of course, there, I mean, there's a big-ass wreck, but, uh... Yeah, that is true. But it was just good racing overall. It's not like a lot of noteworthy stuff happened. It's mostly just good racing where I could just sit back and enjoy and not, like, slam my head against the wall like it did Texas... But, anyway, we're going to get into stage one. So, Denny Hamlin started on the pole. I think we were kind of going into this race thinking Toyota's going to dominate. They had, like, the first eight starting positions or so. I Six, surely was. <laughs> like, first out, I'm like, god damn, Toyota's on the game. But, uh, changed quickly. What, the first caution, Ryan Priest spun out. And Chris Busher, I think, was uh, kind of following his tire tracks and reacted to when he was spinning, so he spun out as well. And then Noah Gregson was avoiding, which I thought was kind of funny because the car numbers were 15, 16, and 17 all in a crash together. That's hilarious. LOL. But it won't be the only crash of the night. So then also in stage one, Daniel Suarez had probably one of the better cars tonight. Uh, I mean, him and Ross were up there the whole time. Just uh, every time Daniel Suarez would get close to the lead, uh, his pit crew would shit the bed. Just like Bubba's, really. Um, and then, I know this is jumping ahead, but talking about Bubba, that uh, dam- damage about um, policy, vehicle policy, it's fucking bullshit. I mean, that car, there is no way that car is too damaged enough to not proceed. But again, it's the rule. You got five le- or five minutes to fix all the damage, and then um, isn't it like three laps to get up to? No, you have to get up to like above minimum speed within those five minutes or something like that. You're on the five minute clock. Yeah. And so stupid. So again, Bubba's pit crew. Not really knowing the kind of rules kind of fucked him out of another race, which he could have easily continued on from that wreck. And, you know, probably finished top five, knowing how some of those fucking cars finished. But, anyways, that's jumping ahead. Uh, Daniel Suarez was fast all night, unfortunately. Uh, he got in late race caution, but we'll talk about that later. Still, first stage. Him and Kyle Bush were racing together. Uh, he takes the lead from Kyle, and he kind of runs middle. And I don't think Kyle was kind of expecting that. Like, he ran him up higher than you'd usually do, but he's trying to get the lead. And Kyle Busch actually spun out, spun out the car, which is by himself, which is a rare thing to say about Kyle Busch just spinning out randomly. So, he spun out randomly, 
And then also in stage one, we had Corey LaJoy. He blew a left rear. Tough weekend for Corey LaJoy. Crashed two cars. And uh, this one killed the car. So Stage one. Chase Elliott won. So that was stage one. That just happened in the first 100 laps. Now we get to the next 100 laps. So after stage one, we had Bubba spinning just by himself. He's battling, I think, in the top 10 position. Spun out. Um, and then Austin Sindrick blows a left rear. Another left rear problem for Goodyear. Uh, goes hard into the wall. He was running top 10 as well. Trying to get some more momentum back on his side because he started really high of the season, obviously winning at Daytona, and then kind of dipped down below expectations. But he is a rookie, so we're just like, oh, he's kind of learning the ropes, and then trying to you know build back some consistent finishes. But out of his doing, he's running top ten. Fortunate for Brian for his pick in another league, or did you pick him for both? No, I picked him in the other one. Oh, okay. So, yeah. no. I picked Kurt Busch in, in this. Well, he didn't do much better. Not much better. Yeah. Brian. So, uh, next thing, the Chase Elliott passes Daniel Suarez. He kind of slides up too much into the wall. Kind of had, like, an issue. He, like, slowed down a bit. I think it was a tire. But, um. And then next is the total carnage pileup that just fucking killed the field so ryan blaney was on the bottom like third fourth car in line um he just gets loose and then he gets in the harvick a bit harvick keeps it going he didn't get much damage but everyone behind him fucking piles in because obviously he's like the sixth car in the front so everyone just piles in big carnage like 10 12 fucking cars in it a lot of cars out of the race. Good cars. We had Kurt Busch out. Uh, ultimately, this one took Bubba Wallace out, even though his car would have been totally fine. Again, with the dam damaged vehicle policy, took him out. Uh, Brad was taken out. Blaney, oh, Blaney was taken out. Uh, Denny Hamlin was in it, but we'll talk about him later. Uh, a couple Burton. more. Yeah, Harrison Burton couple more cars. I mean, it was yeah. total carnage. But that will not be our only big one of the night. Daniel Suarez wins stage two. So, track house, you know. I do want to say about the end of stage two, something that I noticed was the 43 was in third place. And he looked like he was going to be kind of strong the rest of the day because he's one of few cars that actually can run without damage. <laughs> I mean, he's been he's been solid all year. Like he, he has, yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for people getting uh, wins outside the top sixteen, he'd probably he'd be in the playoffs. Yeah, he would be in. So shout out to Eric, Eric. I almost said Eric Amarola, but Eric Jones <laughs> for uh, you know being up there. Shout out to him. Um, and then stage three starts. So. About this. So, I got home, like, Sunday night from where I was out of town and stuff. So, this is where I, like, started. I watched back, obviously, the first two stages. So, this is where, like, I see it live with everyone else, too. So, stage three, Gregson spins out. There's a lot of spin outs today. 
A lot of spin outs. Tire problems. Then Christopher Bell had a tire problem. Had the pit. Uh, Kyle Busch also had a pit. I don't know if it was like his race car was kind of shitty or he had a tire issue. I can't remember. I think he had vibrations. Gotcha. So I know he had a problem. He had the pit as well. Stage three, Ross Chastain. So Trackhouse State takes stage two and three, but Chastain takes stage number three. So then the 10 and 43 have a little bit of a problem. The 10 gets in the kind of squeezes Eric Jones, puts Eric Jones to the wall. You kind of think his day is done, uh, like, because they said his toe link broke or something. But he was still running in top 15, so he wasn't too bad off. And then Tyler Reddick, fast all night. Was in top 5, top 10 all night. Um, He got a flat tire, so he had a pit late in the race. And then... Another another big wreck that we had was Daniel Suarez kind of chopped off Chase Briscoe like he wasn't clear. He tried to get in front of him. Chase Briscoe barely clips him, and uh, Suarez gets all swirly, spins out on the front stretch, gets killed by Todd Gillen, and just gets demolished into. I don't know how Todd Gillen's car like still went. Because he just smashed him. Then it makes the 99 kind of spin like a top. Then the 17 hits the 99 and it spins him the other direction. Uh, and his car flips. Out of nowhere. Like his right front independent, like the independent uh, suspension broke. It's on the right side. It kind of looked like a, the Newman wreck from like 2002, 2003. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but, um, mm-hmm. like the right front broke and it went underneath the car and it dug into the ground and just kind of popped him over and just a vicious fucking barrel going like 30 miles an hour. It was insane. I thought he like, at first I thought he had a drain and then we did slow motion replay on it and excellent analysis by Clint Boyer. Um, uh, actually saw the right front go underneath the car and just kind of pop him up like a trampoline or like a quick spring in like a pen and just popped him up and he started barrel rolling. Like it was insane. Like they were going probably like 40, like spinning. He's just barrel rolling violently, lands on his roof. It's kind of like a hold your breath moment because this is the first time this car is like flipped that hard i know harrison flipped in uh, uh, daytona but it wasn't like a barrel roll like this so this is kind of the first real one it's like holy shit and then the amr safety team always there always there uh fucking flips them over takes them it takes them a couple minutes i know some people wanted it to be a faster process but also this is the first time they ever flipped one of these and plus, they don't want to break this fucking car because I'm sure there's still parts on that car that they could use. And with the parts shortage and we don't have the most inventory, they're just kind of like, all right, we're going to be very careful with this car because there's probably some pieces they could still use on the car. Um, 
The roof wasn't totally caved in though, so they couldn't even they couldn't even use like the shell of the car, surprisingly enough. Like just replace the suspension bits, and they might be able to still use that car. If worse comes to worse, might just be a parts car, kind of like the Hendrick car, or the Joe Gibbs car, like their backup. But great to see Chris Buescher comes out. He said it was a bit painful that flip, so I'm sure NASCAR will take that and kind of fucking view the crash and what things they could do better and shit because this is i mean you don't know how it's going to react in the first real race flip experience so at least no one got seriously hurt or whatever chris busher was fine and uh car has definitely seen better days but it, it was just bizarre like this car just barreling like that at 40 miles an hour on a front stretch at charlotte mile and a half it's like could you imagine saying that last year? Like, oh yeah, you know, next year there's going to be a barrel roll in fucking Charlotte. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, that, that would have been interesting. So, hey, but, but no no big spoiler would have saved his life there. Huh? No, yeah, no big ass spoiler. <laughs> but, yeah, just an insane wreck. And then, so, one of the... I think second, yeah, second to last, or third to last restart. Uh, well, they get a green flag run a bit. Chase Briscoe is chasing down Kyle Larson. Two laps to go. Chase Briscoe, as we've seen from Bristol, is going to fucking send it if he's there. Fucking sends it. Gets loose under Larson. He doesn't get into him. He barely touches the wall. And kind of spins out. He was just... He had a super big run. He's trying to dive to the bottom. Just uh, got a little too aggressive there. But still, as I was telling Brian, Brian earlier, if I was a if I was like a team owner and stuff, I'd want my driver to send it. I mean, he didn't. At least he didn't wreck him like he did Tyler Reddick. Like he stayed off of him, and you know they got the both race on as well, but. You know, just the absolute cojones. Um, Chase Briscoe right there just to dive in and send it. So what do you want to see of the driver? Like, uh, he could have easily, after, you know, Bristol Dirt, just kind of be more content and stuff like that. But he's like, nah, fuck this. Going for the win. I'm here to win. I'm here to lose. Or run second, you know. So good on him. Still sends it. Uh, you know, still got a lot of learning to do. He's very, he's a very raw talent, but you can see the speed out of him. He needs some like learning and stuff. I'm sure Kevin Harvick's fucking talking to him or Tony and giving him fucking pointers, because he is fast. You know, he could have easily won three races this year, like Bristol third as well, and then here he could have easily won. So it's kind of. The only SHR car with actual speed. Except for Cole Custer today. But we'll get into Mr. Chicken Cock himself in a bit. Anyways, second to last restart. They start again. Some people well, some people take two tires. I think the first couple rolls takes two tires. And then Austin Dillon takes four tires. And we've seen earlier that the four tires really dominates the two tires. But it's a green white checkered you know just kind of hoping that you can hang on and enough so they get going three wide restart the restart's been awesome at charlotte 
like this race is super super cool to see them all three wide and to kind of look essentially like pack racing almost like how close they were together shit like that but it wasn't like the 550 package where you can't do nothing you got the big ass spoiler on but you could actually pass and uh then out of turn four austin dylan gets this run on the backstretch and he dives below the five car so then him and kyle are together he kind of gets loose push pushes larson up a bit but then Chastain is rolling on the high side, and Denny Hamlin's peeking his nose down low. So they're four wide. Austin Dillon has the run of his life. He's trying to get past Larson. He gets past, but he gets hooked into the wall. He hits the one. The five cars in it, and it's total carnage behind. There's another ten cars taken out. Logano, everyone else who's behind him was fucking taken out. And somehow Denny Hamlet peeked his way through and got through. Also, Kevin Harvick had a pretty cool in-car shot of that. Just getting through, weaving his way. And uh, that was another big one. I was like, holy crap. So, then we have another restart. Starts off better. Denny Hamlet first, Kyle Busch second. They start. Uh, Denny Hamlet kind of slides in front of Kyle. Takes his nose off his car. Like the air off his nose. Kyle can't get back to him. And then Hamlin, out of fucking nowhere, he was a pole sitter, kind of dropped back. Kyle was like, not great the entire night. Uh, wins the race because he avoided all the wrecks. So, good on Denny. The Coke driver getting his first Coke 600. I didn't know Denny never won a six, uh, Coke 600, but I'm glad he got to check that box off his, you know, Hall of Fame resume and uh yeah it was uh i mean it's an instant classic there's i mean there's a lot of cautions they're 18 or 19 or something insane like that 18 18 cautions and what we have four for stages so we had 14 (laughs) natural fucking cautions which is probably more than we had the entire 2021 season we had in one fucking race um the car is hard to drive but it's it's refreshing to see, like, people get loose and, like, off-throttle time and tires wearing down and, you know, the best stock car, or the best racers in the world, quote-unquote, is fucking getting loose in this car. I mean, when was the last time we seen Kyle Busch just get loose by himself? In fucking years. Chase Elliott had a problem. Kyle Larson fucking spun himself out. It's just like, holy crap. So, car's hard to drive. Got to push it on the edge to, you know, kind of get around. You can pass in this car, which is refreshing to see. And they put that resin on top, on the top side. They didn't put a lot of it on, but they just put enough on to make it Charlotte as racy as possible. The track was great. Not a Fox camera crew still sucks ass. Um... Jamie McMurray should be in the booth full-time 2023 and beyond with Larry Mack instead of Boyer, but that's another story. Um, But the racing was just great overall. Like, I mean, usually the Coke 600 is like a Texas race. It's a dread. It's like, ugh. Uh, To watch this shit, blah, blah, blah. I mean, the races sucked so bad, we lost a Charlotte Oval date for racing on the road course. So that's all you need to know. But 
I mean, this is the raciest this track's been in years, decade, plus probably. Um, the racing was just overall great. Instant classic. I'm going to be talking about the 2022 Coke 600 for a while. That was a epic race. I didn't think Kansas could get beat, but just because it's the spectacle of, especially on that day when you have the Indy 500 and Monaco, like three famous races all on the same day, and NASCAR, you can argue, was the best race of the night when we had a pretty mediocre Monaco finish. And then the Indy 500 was pretty, pretty good, except if you're a Jimmy fan, rip. Um, but when the Coke 600 is the best race of the night and NASCAR is on top like that, you know, there's some shit they got to fix. We know that. But they have a race car. They do. They got to fix some of the tire shit. We know that. They got to get more inventory on. We go. We know that. I wish. I wish the All Star race was next week. To be honest, because yeah, if we could good races in a row. If we could have got like both back to back banger fucking races, without that trash mm -hmm. Texas. Oh my yeah. god, dude! It would be buzzing. The hype would be un. No, actually, it might have been worse because then the hype would have been so much buzzing, and then. Texas would have happened and all those people would have seen the shit show. So I'm kind of glad looking back on it now I'm kind of glad that uh, the Coke 600 was after so we don't have to talk about that god awful Texas race. Or just have Texas a week earlier. Have it in between Darlington and Kansas. That would have been better. Yeah, it would have but well, it's just an amazing race. I mean, five and a half hours, it's fucking long. Do not make yeah. do not make every race 600 miles, but I th if they're if Charlotte's going to race like this and this car is going to continue to race like this in Charlotte, fucking have never change the Coke 600. Crown Jewel, do not change it. Um I'm thinking this is going to sound crazy. If I told you this last year, you'd think I'm fucking insane. Why don't we have three races at Charlotte? We got two oval races and the fucking Roval. Why don't we have that? B. I mean. I mean, if it's going to race like this, I'm going to see fucking Charlotte all the time. If this car races like this at Charlotte, can you imagine fucking Homestead, Brian? That's going to be. Oh, that's going to be fun. Oh, that's going to be unreal. Especially a Larson hitting the wall every goddamn lap. And these cars, like, actually can take it. So, him and Reddick, oh my god. they're gonna, It's going to be awesome to see him at Homestead. But, I mean, Coke 600 is probably... Honestly, it's probably the best Coke 600 I've ever seen in my life. I started full-time watching NASCAR in 2005. I do remember the 2005 Coke 600. And I think this race is better than that, to be honest. Um, just uh, brings me to, like, we're in the future and stuff like that, but it just brings me to kind of like, just how racing was in the past. Like, how it was, how it used to be. Like, we had a dog shit cars for the last decade. A lot of negativity in the sport. But one thing, and they still, they do a lot of dumb shit. 
I mean, a lot of dumb shit. Constantly. Every week, seeming like. But, you know, they, they got a shell of a good car. They do. They really do. And I'm really impressed by them. Impressed by them. You know, could you imagine fucking uh, going with the 550 package? I'm just glad they got with the drivers and fucking got this package right. Back in December at this fucking racetrack. This is where the track started. Where they started to change the package for the good. And we seen the amazing fucking races they put on. Yes, the short tracks suck. But they can fix that. I'm sure they can. There's things they can do. So hopefully they can fix that by Bristol. But other than that, I mean, I'm fucking excited for every mile and a half race they got. Like, can we can we put back Kentucky on the fucking schedule? Like, I'm serious. This is like, it's amazing how just one year can make on the difference. But yeah, it's just a it's just a great race. I can't get enough of it. Race of the year. So far, who knows? Fucking Homestead might be a hundred, but um, yeah, yeah, that could be true. I mean, it almost was last year. Oh my god! But um, I'm gonna give this race a nice ninety-eight. Yeah, that's right where I was gonna go, or yeah, right where I was gonna go. But I, I can't give it a hundred because tires are still an issue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's... And then also, I mean, the Bristol spring, uh, like playoff race last year, the still greatest race I've seen. Yeah. But, I mean, it was Coke 600 was damn close, let me tell you. I mean, I know 100 race when I see him, and that race was damn close. So, I mean, just amazing that such a long race. We talk about shortening races all the time all the time but man if you got a product like that fucking you can make them as long as you want you just have a good you gotta have a good product you have to have good racing and i mean this unbelievable great job charlotte great job nascar great job drivers they put on a fucking show like they are entertainers in a point but they fucking put on a show i mean it was awesome i was glued to my seat I might rewatch this fucking race. Five and a half. If I'm really bored, I might rewatch this. This is how great this race was. It was. It was really, really good. Fucking incredible. So, wow. I'm just uh, glad I got to witness that. Especially the last part of the race. Especially live. It was just fucking insane. All that stuff happening. But, wow. Just what a show. Just. We're, Nice clap to the Oscar. You know, you got the mile and a half package, right? I mean, we made Auto Club fun. And then Kansas was, we thought, the banger of a race. But Coke 600 comes out of nowhere and just takes the crown. So Coke 600, race of the year so far. We'll see. See how it progresses. Shit, you know, maybe maybe they go back to Texas. And this, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, yeah, it would be like a ton. <laughs> It'd be a freaking two but man what a race and now we go to gateway gateway um first time the cup series is at that venue and um yeah i don't know how it's gonna go hopefully it goes as well as or 
close to I would take even like close to Coke 600. Oh yeah. Or like far off, like because man, this I mean, it's got to be excited. It's got to be freaking hyped this season and you know, there's a lot of uncertainty with this car. And there's a lot of probably negativity and stuff like that, but I mean, at the base of the car, I think NASCAR hit a home run. You're going to say you're fucking insane, but really, I mean, this car race is so different than the Gen 6 car. Stuff that I wanted for years in this car. Um, the tires, definitely big issue. We're not saying it's you not. You can fix that issue, then there's such, like, the, everything that is wrong with the car at that point is so little that we can get by it. Yeah. You got two main things you got to fix. The tires. You got to... I don't know what kind of wheel design you got to fucking do. Stuff like that. But we got to fix that. Second thing. We got to fix the short track package. I don't know if you put yeah. different gearing in. I don't know if you put more horsepower. I don't know what the fuck you do to it. I'm not an engineer. But it's got to race better. So. Other than that, car is pretty damn good. So. With all the negativity and uncertainty we had i mean if you honestly if we went earlier in the season and said hey we're gonna have some moments where there's gonna be some questionable shit but you guys are gonna have amazing racing every week and the coke 600 is gonna be race of the year at almost a hundred percent i would have called you fucking insane like you're insane if you told me that next gen was gonna be even better than we expected, I would have left. Yeah. Because, to be honest, I didn't think that it was going to be great. I thought I thought it would definitely be a jump up on the Gen 6. I thought there would be, like, some good moments, but I thought there would be a lot of bad. And there's been yeah. some bad, especially the tire shit when you get beached. That yeah. is honestly laughable that you get fucking beached by a flat tire in the year 2022. But other than that, dude, it's just been an insane year. Just all the drama and shit we've had. All the first-time winners in this fucking car. And it's just been awesome. So we're just enjoying the ride right now. Maybe it all crashes in the second part of the season. I don't think it will. I hope not, definitely. But, man, it's been it's been incredible. There's not a... It's been a Kyle Petty fucking incredible, man. It's just been great racing. There's definitely still, you know, things to fix. It's not like a 100% total win NASCAR season. There's some still meme stuff, uh, especially Texas. Don't even get me started on that, but I'm glad we got Coke 600 to move past this. And then get some positive momentum going into a new market for the Cup Series. You know, St. Louis, and hopefully we put on a good show there. So, I mean, we put a lot in this up. I mean, it's been 35 minutes. We've just been rambling about the race. It's like. It was such a good race, though. It deserves it. We almost passed extended highlights on NASCAR NBC on YouTube. Oh, yeah. 42 minutes or something crazy. I mean. Okay, so most races, like, the extended highlights, let's say, are, like, 17 minutes on NBC. Yeah. 
when it's 42 minutes, you know some shit happened. You're like, oh my god. <laughs> when I saw that in my inbox, I haven't watched the extended highlights. I watched the fucking full race and the highlights. And I'm like, oh my god. Like, I watched I did too. six hours yeah. of fucking NASCAR coverage on this goddamn race. And I was like, oh my god. I mean, just insane. Just so much. I mean, not only did you have a good race, but you also had a good guest panelist. <laughs> you know, or a commentator, whatever you want to call it. But yeah. still, mm-hmm. like, that was amazing. It was great. You had a great race. You had, you know, Clint wasn't terrible. I, yeah. Even Clint was fucking tolerable for five and a half hours, which is insane. Uh,. Jamie and Mack. I like that Mike Joy was just letting Jamie talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was nice. Jamie, yeah, I'm telling you, Jamie Mack, full time, 2023 man. Yeah. In the booth, we want that him, and Larry Mack and Mike Joy all together. That's the dream crew right there. That would be amazing. Or we can just get Jamie Mack for the third uh, person in the booth full time. That's good with me. But uh, we're going to have Michael Waltrip in the booth next week. Um, very meh, to be honest. In the truck booth, he's okay. I don't know how he's going to do with the cup. So we'll see. It's going to be still better than Danica and Jeff. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, just uh, incredible race. So now we got to make picks for Gateway. So, Brian, do you have a pick for Gateway? I do. I don't know a lot about Gateway. I have to be honest. I've seen, I think, like, highlights there. So it's going to be hard for me. But I'm going with Denny because he's pretty strong. Um, he's Well, he's pretty strong now. He's been coming around again. Uh, I know it's a quarter of a mile shorter. So we're going to see... I don't know. We're going to see the difference between this and the Coke 600 back-to-back. So, I don't know. It's it's a hard pick. I'm just going Denny pretty much out on a limb. And then Dark Horse is going to be Michael McDowell. That is a actually a really good pick because I was kind of thinking along the same line. So, uh, he's been close a lot this year. He has had a lot of bad luck. Yep. But, but I'm going to take Mr. Danny Suarez to get his first win at Gateway. Why? Just got a feeling. Um, think he's going to be up there. Trackhouse has been surprisingly one of the best teams. Um, he just, Danny Suarez had a lot of bad luck. And I say, say he's going to punch his ticket this week. And get That'd his be first a great surprise. So, I'm going to say that. Nice story. So, no, build off the Coke 600. Daniel Suarez gets his uh, gets his first win. And then Mike Darkhorse. Along the same lines. Uh, I'm going to go Todd Gilland. Uh, he's had some success here in Gateway in the Trucks. So, I'm going to choose him. That was my first Dark Horse. And I'm like, eh, I'm going to go with McDowell. So we're we're team front row this week for our dark horses, but yeah, yeah, it's uh been quite quite a show. 
Yeah, after a good week of racing, and then you had what? You had the NBA um, semifinals. Yep. It was it was a good good Sunday. It was a very good Sunday, especially and for motorsports as well. Yeah, greatest, it was amazing for motorsports. Greatest day in racing. Got we had. I mean, Monaco's eh. We knew that was kind of going on, but still, it's Monaco. It looks pretty. Um, yeah. Great, pretty good. Indy five hundred, pretty good. Marcus Harris. Erickson getting his first indie win for Chip Ganassi. So, that's good. And then, you know, amazing Coke 600. So, had racing all day. Could have been all ass, but it wasn't. So, yeah. We're going we're gonna to go on to Gateway. So, thank you guys for listening to another episode. Um... If you haven't watched Back to Coke 600, please do. It's one of those. Do. It's you gotta watch that one. Actually, any mile and a half we ran this year, you can fucking watch and be thoroughly impressed with this car. Yeah. So, thank you guys for listening to another episode. I've been your host and Brian. Thank you for joining for another episode, man. Thanks for having me as always, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Brian and Zach in the morning. Take care. (laughs) See ya.